Hey, this is Mike Brake, and I'm the pastor at Freedom Church in Los Alamos. I want to say thank you for stopping by our podcast today. We really do believe that you're only one step away from the relationship with God that you've been wanting. So I hope the message today gives you encouragement, gives you some vision so that you can take that next step towards freedom. Enjoy the message. It comes out of Luke, Luke chapter 6. It says, On another Sabbath, he, meaning Jesus, went into the synagogue and was teaching. And a man was there whose right hand was shriveled. And the Pharisees and the teachers, the religious leaders of the law, were looking for a reason to accuse Jesus. Did you know, if you go looking for something, you'll you'll tend to find it. You go looking for something to criticize about freedom today, you'll, you'll probably find it. You're looking for something when you watch the Cowboys to criticize today, you'll probably find it. Broncos, if you're a Broncos fan and you're watching, I don't know why you're watching the game today, but you'll find what you're looking for. These guys were looking for a reason to judge and condemn. And if that's your position, you're going to miss God who's standing right in front of you when he's wanting to do a miracle and a work where you can be a witness. You can be a witness or a judge. Let's be a witness today. It says they were looking for a reason to accuse and to judge. And so they watched him closely to see if he would heal on the Sabbath. How dare you heal somebody in church? But Jesus knew what they were thinking. Didn't even have to say anything. He knows your thoughts. He knows your heart. And he said to the man with the troubled hand, get up and stand in front of everyone. And so he got up and he stood there. And Jesus said to them, I ask you, which is lawful on the Sabbath, to do good or evil, to save a life or destroy it? And he looked around at them all and he said to the man, stretch out your hand. And he did. And his hand was completely restored. But the Pharisees and the teachers of the law who were looking, who were, who were looking to accuse him. You know, a hummingbird goes out in the morning looking for something sweet. What does it find? Nectar. A vulture goes out in the morning looking for what? Dead things. And it finds dead things. A crow in Los Alamos goes out looking for what? Your open trash can. And what does it do? It finds it and it strings it everywhere. And they were furious and began to discuss one another what they might do to Jesus. You can go ahead and have a seat, and as you do, tell your neighbor or ask your neighbor, what's in your closet? What's in your closet? Turn to your other neighbor, turn to your second choice, and say, don't go there. Don't don't go to that closet. Stay out of that that closet. Does anyone have a closet that... uh, in your house that might resemble something like this, that one closet where it's a, a place for everything and everything has its, its place, maybe yours uh, doesn't look quite like that. And we can laugh about that when it's a, a closet. Mine's kind of my car. There's like a layer of trash and toys mixed with Sonic bags and uh, Happy Meals from McDonald's. Um, it's one thing if that's in our closet or Um, It's another thing if this kind of looks like our life. That's not so so funny 
to deal with. And so today, um, we want to go from this to this, where we are cleaning out our closet. And if, if you've done any of this, you know it is not fun. It is hard and painful, Mama. It is hard to go through this. And so, sorry, Mama, I never meant to hurt you. I never meant to make you cry. I'm a child of the 90s. You want to finish this out. But tonight, I'm cleaning out my closet. Some of you guys are like, what is going on? It's just a child of the 90s thing. We're going to look through in this series the fact that Jesus did whatever it took to let you and I know that you have what it takes to be loved and used by God. He, he went, it almost seems intentional. He, went, he didn't go to the ones who you think would be first picked. He went to the overlooked, the oppressed, the insecure, the ones with doubts, the ones with questions, the ones with failures and mess-ups. And he says, I pick you. You're perfect. You're exactly what I need. I love you. I came for you. Let's go. And so in return, knowing that, I, that now it's not me, my power, but in Christ, I have what it takes to be loved and used by God. I'm going to do whatever it takes to let the people out here know, the people in my circle of influence, hey, you have what it takes to be loved and used by God. That's the challenge of this series. And here, Jesus picks a fight. This is not your nice guy, Jesus. I mean, he could have, he could have healed um, on another day. <laughs> he chose the Sabbath. He could, have, he could have done it privately, not publicly. Hey, just bring him to the side. Hey, man, I, I know you're having some trouble now. Let me just kind of... Our Savior intentionally creates a situation. This is not your nice guy, Mr. Rogers Jesus, uh, that you might have grown up. Hey, guys, can we just, you know, get along? And mm, I just... I just love today. He's making a point that there's a, a dead, broken system at play here. And Jesus uses this man's situation to point out a broken, flawed system. And Jesus will use situations in your life. I don't know what you came in here with today. You have a situation financial. You have a situation relational. You have a situation uh, in career. You have a, a situation that you came in here with today. And sometimes our Savior, he's, he's loving enough to say, I'm going to go there. I'm going to point out a situation because there's maybe a broken system behind there. There's maybe a reason why you have a messy closet. You have a messy closet. That's the situation. But there's a why behind the what. And that, that's kind of what he's getting at here. There's, there's a why behind your what. The what is every time I hit the stinking golf ball, it goes way to the right. The why is there's a broken system that's not working. The, the what is, I'm anxious 
all the time. But the why, if we start to look at it, is that I'm never still. And there's a why behind our what. The what is I got in a fight with our kid for like the umpteenth time. But we look and see there's a dead, broken system behind it because they're 14 and your communication style hasn't changed. You're talking to them like they're two. It's a broken system. There are systems that are broken. And sometimes your situation will point to a broken system behind the scenes. I got a messy closet. But maybe there's a reason why. I want to look at two things in this story today. If you're taking notes, there's two things that kind of highlights broken systems as to why I have a messy closet. And the first one is, is busyness. When I, have a, when I have a messy closet at home, it's, it's generally I can look at my priorities being out of whack. And I'm on the go, and I'm on the go, and I'm on the go. And part of me would just say, well, if I just had a bigger closet... As if that would fix the problem, right? It wouldn't. It would just be more of a mess. In, in an American culture, in our society, we, we go with this. We go, we add, 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 instead of prioritize, prioritize, prioritize. And so we go and we will trade peace in our lives for prosperity. We will, we will chase position. We want, we want position rather than peace. And busyness can come into our lives and show us that there's something maybe deeper that's going on. It's a broken system. How are you doing? How was your summer? Busy? You doing all right? Oh, I'm busy. I'm busy. And we're like, well, I'd rather be busy than have nothing to do. And so it's just, I'm busy, I'm busy, I'm busy, I'm busy, I'm busy, I'm sick, I'm sick, I'm sick, I'm sick. I've learned, for me, the phrase, I'm busy, is translated, I'm, I'm sick, something's not well. We wear it as a badge of honor, but our busyness maybe highlights something that's broken. These guys were all about the Sabbath, a day of rest, no healing on the day of rest. No work on the day of rest. They had perverted this gift that God had given to them, the Sabbath. One of the top ten commandments. The ten commandments, you may not know them all. I don't even know them all, but I know that one's in there. Take the, you know, honor the Sabbath. It was one of the ten commandments that was actually um, meant to model creation. When God created, he created, he created, he created, and then he rested. Not that God needed to rest, but he gave us a gift and said, on this day, rest. It's a good thing. And these guys had abused it. They had twisted it. He says, I ask you, which is lawful on the Sabbath, to do good or to do evil, to save a life or destroy it? Jesus said in Mark chapter 2, talking about the Sabbath to a different group of Pharisees, he said, the Sabbath was made for man, not man for the Sabbath. You put the Sabbath before people, but God put people before the Sabbath. I'm getting some confused looks. God made stuff for man. 
He didn't make man for stuff. God made money for man. He didn't, he, he didn't make man for money. God created sex for man. He did not create man for sex. We, we've taken a gift from God and we've twisted it. And we've been chasing and we will chase after relationships. We'll reach for status and progress. And we will chase after the next high in our lives and whatever is next. And we've taken things that God has given us as a gift and we've twisted them. And Satan wants to take those things in our lives and twist them and deform them like the man's hand. You want to simplify and clean out your closet today when it comes to your busyness? Learn this word, no. In fact, say it, say it. No. no. One, two, three. No. There you go. You said it. It's powerful. The ability to say no has power. You serve an audience of one. That's it. Who do you have to please in this life? One, Jesus God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit, God. That is it, and that is who you serve. You want to clean out your closet and all your priorities that you're going on? You got an audience of one today. Jesus, put him in his position. These guys had elevated rules and religion over people. And he says, you've got it messed up, and I'll pick a fight with that any day of the week. Any day of the week. The second area for a messy closet is I just want to hide stuff. You know, you got the company coming over and it's like, ah, the, you, you want to, this is that one closet, right? Where it's just like sweep things under the rug, but just throw everything in there and you pray to God that they don't go near that closet. And then if they do happen to approach that, you know, can I go to the bathroom? And then they're like, is it this door? And you're like, don't go there. No, 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 no. You're going to die and never come out of that closet. Stay out of that closet. And some of us, our lives, we got a skeleton or two or five in our closet. Some of us, we have a graveyard in our closet that we don't, don't go there. And what, what, what Jesus is like, that's the one I want to go after. I'm not here for your Sunday morning issues. He tells the man to stretch out his hand. Stand up and stretch out your hand. Imagine the nightmare that that guy had that day. Hey, you, stand up in the middle. Me? Yeah, you. Stretch out your hand. You think he was tempted to put out the good hand? I mean, I'll okay, I'll stretch out my hand, but the one I want you to see. The other one might get me kicked out of here, Jesus. The other one here might limit what I have to do, Jesus. I'd, I'd rather not show you that hand. And we all have our Sunday morning hand that we show here, but Jesus wants to speak to the real issues of your life. We all have our hand that we display on social media that we want people to see. Forget the 472 pictures it took you to get the perfect selfie with your kids 
And then you're screaming at them the whole time, smile, stay in position. I said sit. And then you're like, smile. I'll show you my good hand. That's what we're accustomed to in our culture. But to stretch out the other hand, that's where blessing is. That's where healing is. And that's the one that Jesus wants to speak to today. I want to give you a picture of this this morning. Um, I asked uh, Karen Holmes to come and, and share with us this morning. And she's going to come to the stage today and share a little bit of her story and how she stretched out her hands. Here's the deal with this. I'm not asking everyone to come and, and share all your junk on social media today. And here's all my stuff to everyone. But the idea of, am I even willing to allow Jesus access to my closet? Because he already knows what it is. He doesn't have to guess. He knows. He's just saying, are you going to let me have access to you today? So, Karen, you can come on up. You got the microphone here. Let's give Karen a, a round of applause as she comes to stretch out your hand today. Thanks, Mike. Can you hear me? Am I good? Okay. So I'm Karen Holmes, and I wanted to share just that stretching out your hand to God can be really freaking terrifying, like unbelievably terrifying, but it can also be one of the most amazing things that you could ever experience. I can totally sympathize with this guy in Luke. You know, he's there, Jesus tells him to stand up, and he's hopeful, probably, that he's going to be healed. It's exciting, you know, but there's also a fear of what that could mean for his life. Because this man, his hand, his bad hand, had defined him for his entire life. Who he could interact with, what he could do, how he thought about himself, And when you stretch out your hand to God, there is a great hope and excitement, but there is also a fear of what that will mean for you, of what your life will then look like. I gave my life to Christ when I was 12. And then when I was 24, I had an abortion. It was my secret. For a long time afterwards, I defined myself solely as a woman who had had an abortion. That was it. Nothing else that I had ever done in my life mattered. Over time, God has healed me from that shame. He has changed me. He has freed me. But I've still held on to my secret. I didn't want anybody else to know. My secret had become familiar, comfortable. I knew all the details. <laughs> and especially as a Christian woman, I didn't want my Christian friends, to know that I had this in my past. I wanted to maintain the facade, right? That everything, oh, I was a good Christian girl. I'd always done what good Christian girls always do. So I held on to this secret. And then over this past year, I felt God saying, you, stand up. Oh, my gosh. Okay. Um... <laughs> Yeah, what, what do you want me to do? What are you, what are you, asking, what are you going to ask me to do? And I felt, you know, essentially that he was saying, stretch out your hand. 
I wanted to be a writer since I was five. I've always wanted to write a book. And God was like, yeah, no, not, <laughs> not that story. Not the good one. Not the one that you're excited and like, happy to tell, tell about this boat trip that you've done. Not that story. Show me your bad hand. <laughs> that source of shame, of regret, of guilt that defined you in the past, that label, show me that one. It's like, okay, um, what, what is exactly is that going to look like, God? Like, uh, what is this going to mean? Um, what, what are you going to do with this? So this past spring, I read a statistic that said 67% of women who've had an abortion claim to be religious in some way. Many of them are attending church. The new speculation is that one in four women will have had an abortion by the time they're 45. So what that means is that there are millions, millions of women like me, Christians, sitting in churches, Bible studies, women's ministry events, suffering in silence and shame because they don't know yet what it is to be freed from that shame. They don't know what it is to be fully known and loved and accepted. I don't want to cry. Despite a choice that they made in the past. So this is me stretching out my hand to Jesus, offering up my secret, my past, for him to do what he wants with it. My past. I can't change it. I can't. It's useless. It's useless to me. But God can use it. And I realized that So my next step is to let go of my story. And what I realized is that it's not my story. It's his. He died for it. He owns it. And I think of that guy in Luke. You know, his bad hand, withered, paralyzed, deformed, however you want to think about it, his bad hand was completely useless to him, to everybody. But as soon as he stretched it out, it became whole, and it became a hand that could touch people again. It became a hand that could reach out to someone else with strength and compassion. Stretching out your hand to God, really, really scary. <laughs> really, really scary. But seeing something that was ugly and, def ugly and deformed and useless and shameful becomes something that can offer hope and comfort to someone else is one of the most incredible things that I have ever known. So that's me. And I'm really excited to see what God can do with all of our messy closets. Awesome. Our bad hands, I will say this. Um, I told this to, to Karen as she was, we were sharing parts of our stories this week. You don't have to have a pretty bow on everything. Many things are, are, are um, things that you're going to work through. You're not necessarily going to just absolutely solve. And, and, and Jesus, what he promises is not that life and holding out your hand is going to be easy. 
rarely is easy, typically going to be hard, but he promises better, and he promises with. He promises, I'll be together with you in this, and it will be better. And so the question of today is, are you willing to stretch out your hand? Because your deformity is not your identity. I don't know what situation you came in here with today. I don't know what's in your closet, and it may not be none of my business, but Jesus is doing business with you today. And he says, if you're, that divorce is something that you went through, but it is not who you are. The, the addiction that is in your face, that is just like taunting you and laughing at you and you're fighting it as best as you can and you have your steps forward and you take your steps back and you feel like it can never be dealt with is not who you are. Jesus, he doesn't just see who you are. He sees who he created you to be. And what you'll find is when you start to open up to stretching out your hands to him in faith, you'll see there's other people around you that he's trying to get a message across to. I'm going to use, he used this man as an object lesson. I love object lessons, and Jesus is using the object lesson today. He says, stand up in front of everyone. And stretch out your hand. I got an object lesson I need to show. I'm going to use your situation to send a message to these guys that they have a broken system. Will you let me use your hand? Stretch out your hand. And here's how I want the story to go. Here's how I would picture it and how I want it to go in my life. Okay, heal me. Then I'll stretch out my hand. <laughs> Healing first. Fix my addiction. Let me get all cleaned up. Then I'll stretch out my hand. Put the pretty bow on it. Uh, hey, when they apologize, then I will forgive them. Broken system. It's dead. It's out of order. That's a messy closet. I'll be generous once I'm out of debt. I'll say that again because that was awkward. I'll be generous. I guess God wants me to say it again. I'll be generous once I'm out of debt. Hear me loud and clear. Broken system. That's out of order and not how it works. He says, stretch out your hand. Healing follows faith. Growth follows you taking your next step of faith. Restoration follows you taking your next step of faith. Jesus gives a command, which he gives you. You take a next step of faith, and then you grow, and then you start finding order. In this, this man stretched out his hand in faith and found healing today. I don't know what area in your closet God is speaking to today, but that's been my prayer throughout this time. I'm like, we all have a bad hand. And it's one thing to have a bad hand, especially if you're in Vegas. But it's a whole nother thing to have a bad heart. There's something going on deeper in your busyness. You want connection with your spouse. I desire intimacy and connection with our spouse. Why can't we do it? But we have loaded up our schedule and we are always on the go. It's a broken system. 
What's He speaking to in your heart today? Jesus will pick a fight because He loves you. He's trying to restore you and saying these things are not easy, but they're better. I'll do whatever it takes to let you know that you have what it takes to be loved and used by God. I'm not bringing these things up to shame you or to guilt you, but to make you better. This is not fun to go and see the skeletons in our closet and dig them up again. But God wants to use them for better because there's other people around us that need to know they have what it takes to be loved and used by God. And so he's saying today, you can stretch out your hand today in faith, not in your strength, but in the strength of Jesus Christ. This is the gospel message, Freedom Church. Jesus stretched out his hands for you and I. Anyone want to amen on that one and get excited that Jesus is our Sabbath rest? He says, I'm the Sabbath. The whole thing was pointing to him from the beginning when God created rest. You need a Savior and you can't work for it. You can't earn it. I am the Sabbath, Jesus says, and he stretched out his arms when humanity was at its worst. On your worst day here on this planet, your worst moment, that moment, the one that you're saying, it's staying in the closet, that one's staying with me till the grave. That moment, Jesus says, I've covered in my blood. I've stretched out my hands for you. There is healing. There is restoration. There is purpose. And there is victory. Because he did not stay dead. When he went to the cross, he did whatever it took for you and I to get the picture. This whole series, in case you don't know, is five weeks of me preaching the same thing. You have what it takes. 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 Let's go. Let's don't live in shame anymore. You have victory now. You have power, resurrection power now. When you open up your closets and you say, God, you have whatever you want. He's going to blow you away. And I just prayed that he would speak to that thing in your life, whatever that is, and say, stretch out your hands because that's what he did for you. He says, come to me, all who are weary. It's like a prerequisite to be jacked up, messed up, and perfect. And he says, that's who I want. You're perfect. Come to me. You carry heavy burdens? Come. You're welcome here. And I will give you rest. The most important kind of rest for your soul. He says somewhere else, what's more important than your soul? Got a messy closet today? You serve an audience of one. Got a messy closet today? Here you go, Jesus. Stretch out your hand. It's yours. I trust you. I don't see it. I don't like it. It's not easy, but it's better. And I trust you. Let's pray. Father, I thank you today. We don't have to be ashamed of our messy closets. 
anymore. The skeleton in our closet doesn't have to boss us around. We are not a slave to the mess because you dove into the mess. You knew exactly what the mess was, and you said, I love you anyway. That's why I'm coming, because I want a relationship with you. Let's clean the closet today. Thank you again for listening to the podcast at Freedom Church in Los Alamos. A few next steps that you can take coming out of this. One is head to our website and let us know just exactly how we can help you take your next step. Also, if we have had a positive impact in your life or in your family and you want to partner with us financially, you can go to our website and click give. That will get the message out so we can impact more people through this ministry. And finally, click the subscribe button. That way you know you get the latest content from the podcast as well as rate it, review it. That will help get the message out to others. Hope you have a a wonderful week. Thanks again for listening.